0: Brandon Smith.
1: I'm Brittany Smith.
0: And we are the founders of the All Heart Gunner Foundation. So what inspired you to create the foundation? Well, so our son, Gunner Smith, he was, we found um, brain cancer back in August of 2017. And just, I guess, to make a long story quick, we battled for nearly four years And we had so many people who supported us, whether it was financially, emotionally, whatever it was, it was just so many people. And we were just blown away by the amount of support we received. And as we're going through this, we'd always talked about, let's do something to try to help others. And I remember a few years ago. Our youngest daughter, she had a, an immune system that just wasn't quite developed yet. And we had to take her to the hospital. And I remember walking by the oncology department and both of us just said, if we ever had the ability, this is who we want to help. Yeah. Now, this was a few years before the cancer diagnosis. So it just kind of came back around to us and definitely not the reason why we were wanting to help. Of course, you know, we didn't expect we were going to be in that world. But Gunnar's story just seemed to hit home for so many people. And we've had so many people reach out to us and just talk about how much it's inspired them that they got to go do better every day and that it's going to be all right. And so when he passed in May of 2021, we just decided we need to go ahead and get moving on this because there's families that need help right now. And we can't just say, well, let's just wait a few years and and then we'll try to pick it up again. We're like, let's just stay with it right now and let's go help them. So how has Creating
2: the Organization helped uh, your healing process?
1: I don't know that it's helped our healing process. <laughs> right. um, it's a really tough world to be in and pediatric cancer is really brutal. Um, I don't know if you've ever walked through an oncology floor in a children's hospital, but it is about as brutal of a place as there can be. And um, going, walking that road is hard, but the support, supporting other parents um, and the love, the connection you feel with these other parents Immediately, because not a lot of people understand what it's like to have a child that is facing the, a cancer diagnosis, a terminal diagnosis. Um, and so there's a deep seated connection with those people and wanting to be there for them, the love for the parents, of course, the child, but the parents and the family as well, because this cancer diagnosis doesn't just affect the child that's been diagnosed. It affects the entire family. The entire family unit feels the diagnosis and has to walk that road.
0: Exactly, and, and I think from you know our perspective, we definitely understand why people would not want to do what we're doing. Why they would just want to? I want to get out of the cancer world. I want to try to find out what our new normal is, and let's move on. And for us. This is a way of you're keeping your son's memory around. You're using that to go and help others. But the tough part about it is, is you keep bringing yourself back into it because you meet these families and you just fall in love with them immediately. You want to do whatever you can to help them. But you also get a sick feeling because you know exactly what they're going through and that brings it back. And so I think maybe part of that healing for us is we've had to just, we got to go do this. We can't sit around, feel sorry for ourselves. We've got to deal with this. And that's what we've done. And even from the very beginning, when Gunner was first diagnosed, we just looked at each other and said, we got to make sure that our family becomes even tighter now. We got to make sure where we know a lot of families that their family has been broken it ruined them and us from the very beginning we said we have got to come together and we've got to be even stronger the two of us but what we did there at the beginning is we got our three kids so gunner and then our oldest daughter is london and our youngest daughter is graceland and the five of us said it's time the five of us we got to circle the wagons We have got to be closer than we've ever been. And we've always been super close, but we've got to be even closer now. And one of the comments that our daughters have made is that what's helped them in this healing process is we were nothing but honest with them from the very beginning. You know, and and I know that maybe some people might have a different parenting approach, but for us, we're going to be honest and we're going to talk about this. And that I think is what's helped us with that healing. And the number one thing is we've just really dug into that scripture and understanding. You know, God didn't put cancer in Gunner's head. This is not Gunner's fault. This was not His plan for us. It's a, we always tell everybody. We understand Galatians one four that we live in a present evil world. We understand who's in charge of this world right now. And that's why these bad things happen. So I think for us, not blaming God for things, not questioning why us, this is what's helped us with the healing process.
2: What are some of the things that you've learned from the other parents going through this, you know, currently?
1: Well, from the very beginning, talking to other parents helps just emotionally how did you describe this to your kids how do you make something so heavy and so big and so adult how do you bring it down to a child's level so they can understand and like Brandon said we never kept anything from them but sometimes the way you word things you need to make it age appropriate Um, other parents give you tips on how to do that Um, and everything tips of you know when Their port is being accessed what you can do to ease that pain and when you go here go there different tests that are done what are things that have helped their kids what are things like that that parents pass along to each other just practical how do you care for your child that maybe the doctors and the nurses don't even have pointers for because they're just doing their job but as a parent you need to ease some of that um And on this other side of it, meeting other parents that have lost their children, um, you realize you're not alone. Because it feels very, very isolating. And it's very, very easy to think that we're the only ones going through it. And nobody else has ever experienced or felt what we're feeling. And that's just not the case. And this world is so much bigger than anybody gives it credit for because it doesn't have the publicity childhood cancer. Isn't a fun thing to talk about and, um, they don't, they don't get the exposure. And so you easily feel alone. And I think one of the things doing this and meeting the families on this side of it is just making sure they know they're not alone and whatever road they walk, They're not alone. Other people have been there. There's other people that will pick them up when they fall down um, and pray them through it.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. It's just understanding you're not alone because like she just said, you feel like you're the only one going through it. And it is good to have that support from others. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to get across. We're we're here and we've got your back. Anything we can do to help, we want to try to do it.
2: When I was doing my research, I saw uh, some of the programs you do for these families, like uh, the prom, which uh, I really (laughs) like that one. But can you tell me about some of the programs you do?
0: Yeah, I mean, so we have gone, and I'm sure as you have to, gone to a lot of different charity events. And for most of them, it's you're going to have a dinner, here's a speaker. And then, you know, it's a great cause they're doing. And then we're going to see you again next year. And our thinking is pediatric cancer, you know, you don't need to hear a speaker for that. We don't want something where when you show up, it is going to be a bummer all night. So we wanted something that was going to be a little bit more uplifting. And that's what we thought, why don't we do an adult prom? And let's make it like an actual legit prom. So we even have, we're getting ready to announce here in the next day or so who our prom king and queen nominees are going to (laughs) be. Which that was a blast last year. And that was something we didn't come up with till about a week before and thought this would be something fun. And it just took off and people had a blast with it. Um, So we do that. We've got a silent auction at it. We have uh, prom photographers. (laughs) The amount of people that showed up in limousines that went and got professional pictures done before. I mean, it was like everybody was back in high school again, and they had a blast. And that's what we want to do is we want something to where you're not ready next year, showing up to it. We want to be, you can't wait until next year already, and you're already talking to other people about it. And let's do something uplifting and fun. And so we thought that's what we're decent at is having a good time. And so let's use that.
2: With the uh, with doing the nonprofit, uh, what have you learned from
0: each other? Well, the thing I've learned is I definitely can't do life without her. She is, you know, She's that rock. We just lean lean on each other. And that's what you got to do. And, you know, in all marriages, whether you've gone through what we have or not, everybody has their things they go through, but you got to be there for each other. And what I can say is I am even more in love with her now than a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. But when you just see how big somebody's heart is and with everything we've gone through and you're still, you're putting others above yourself. Yeah. Philippians two, three, esteem others better than self. And that's, that's what it is. And I just, when I see what she's done with this, I, I just couldn't be more proud of her.
1: I Brandon is the strength in our family. He is the one that, um, always has a positive attitude. Everything is always going to be okay. And he's the one that makes us all feel better when we're having our down days. Um, Even though we know he's hurting just as bad as we are, he always makes a point to make sure that we're doing okay and take care of us and what he can do for us today. Um, It's just been amazing to watch his strength.
2: I could tell with the positively positivity, uh, I feel motivated just talking to you guys. So <laughs> when you're rocking a bald head, I mean you've gotta do the best you can right? <laughs> so what are some of your
0: motivations? Well, I mean, our number one motivation is it's being there for those families. That's what you got to be different. That, that's it. That's the number one motivation is what can we do to help this family? And ultimately, the goal is to continue to grow this so we're able to help others. I mean, we have had, um, you know, friends from back in Texas where we're from who have reached out and said, we see what you guys are doing. And we know somebody who is just diagnosed. Can you guys please help? And that's what we want. We want to be where, when you are in that pediatric brain cancer world, we want to be where you think, hey, all heart gunner, they're there to help. You know, like you think of breast cancer. What's the organization you think of? Susan G. Komen. Right. And what they've done. And that is just, you know, this shoot for the moon and see what we can do to help. That's the huge goal. But for right now, we just want to make sure we want to grow everything properly. We want these families well taken care of. So, I mean, that's our motivation for it.
1: And just keep raising awareness about pediatric brain cancer. It is the number one killer in children the number one killer of disease. Um, 20, 30 years ago, we thought it was leukemia. I don't know when you were growing up, when we were growing up, if there was a leukemia diagnosis for a child, that was a death sentence. Um, it's not anymore. You know, St. Jude's has done an amazing job with leukemia and their survival rates are through the roof, 80, 90%. Um, and, Instances of leukemia are still quite prevalent. However, every single year, brain cancer among children is growing. There's more and more brain cancer diagnoses. I don't know what has changed in our environment, but something has. And there's more children being diagnosed with brain cancer than ever before. There will be more next year. And the truth of the matter is, is there's not any treatment for it. There's not a real treatment for it. There's never been a treatment developed for pediatric brain cancer. All we give these kids are medicines that were developed 30, 40, 50 years ago for adults. And they're just giving it in smaller doses. And that's what's heartbreaking is children are not the same as adults. Their genetic makeup is not the same as adults. They're still growing. Their cells are multiplying. They're different. And there's not been anything. There's been no breakthroughs.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and I agree. That's what we're trying to do. So, I mean, of course, trying to help those families, but bring that awareness. What can we do to try to help speed that along?
1: And, of course, we would love brain cancer research to have some new discovery. um, But pediatric cancers just don't get the money that adult cancers get. Um. And we want to help immediately. We want to meet these families and meet them right where they are and anything we can do immediately, because obviously the research isn't coming along. Um, And so from our perspective, we we want to walk alongside the family. We want to help the family as much as we can today. And hopefully the research will catch up.
2: Since you started the organization, have you seen any progress with people talking more about uh pediatric uh, brain cancer?
1: People talk to us, but that's because they know where we've been and what we've been through. Um and I hope that it becomes more common place in conversations among our friends and family and Um, as hopefully we can spread awareness through them. I mean, word of mouth people talking is the best way to do it.
0: Yeah. And and I know there's, um, is it a pediatric cancer, um,
1: conference conference
0: that's going to be in Kentucky uh, in in May. And I know we're wanting to go to that just so we can try to stay as up to date as possible to know what all's going on with that because that's what we're hoping to hear is that there's some breakthroughs that are coming that we're seeing some good things and that's the kind of stuff we'd like to be able to relay to the families as well is here's what we're seeing and you know maybe something that can be tried
1: and i know that there's a couple of days in dc that's like childhood cancer awareness days or something there on capitol hill i think April 24th and 25th. We can't go this year. We have the prom on the 22nd, but hopefully we can get there maybe next year or the year after and see what's going on, see what we can learn.
2: You touched on it earlier a little bit, but where do you want to see the organization next three to five years?
1: Well, we're from Texas originally. We're now in Tennessee. We would love to be able to put on a prom in Texas get, go back to our roots a little bit and see if we can get some of those people involved. Um, and just keep meeting people. We have a big contingency in Minnesota this past year. We have 10 or 12 people coming down from Minnesota for the prom. Um, maybe if we can grow those ambassadors, we could have a prom there. We want to grow. We want to be able to, um, Raise as much money as we can to give to as many people as we can, because like we said earlier, the diagnoses are just going up. There's always going to be somebody to help. And we want to be there. We want to be the ones helping.